I'm back. What's up, guys? Vitor here from the Student Counselor Podcast. And yes, I am back. 2024 is here. Vitor is here. The Student Counselor Podcast is back. Finally, there's so much to talk about. A lot to fill you guys in. And, you know, where have I been? And, you know, just tell you a little bit about my life, right? And also what to expect for this amazing year that's coming ahead for me. But before we get started, Let's hear the intro song. <laughs> Drop it. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, man, that felt so good listening to that. It's It has been like six months since I've recorded an episode. That's crazy. Longer than I expected. But much needed, very much needed, not only for me, for everything that I was doing, and also for the, the sake of the show to give me some clarity of like what I needed to do, what I want to do. But man, it felt good, and I'm glad that I took this break and this time off. Of course, I got married. I'm a married man now, and I'll tell you guys a little bit about that too. But yeah, six months that I haven't sat down to record an episode. So thank you all for, you know, waiting around. <laughs> I've had a lot of um, encouragement from some of you online here on Instagram. I've um, shared a story and asking if people wanted to be a guest on my show, and I've received a few messages back of people saying not only they wanted to be a guest on the show, but others just saying, oh my God, yes, can't wait to hear some new episodes. And I was like, oh my God, like tears, tears were coming out of my eyes. It was, it was so encouraging to, to see that from, from you guys, right? It's, it's amazing. So thank you. Thank you for following me there. Thank you for encouraging me to keep on this journey of the Student Counselor podcast. Not that I've given up, but it definitely felt good to, uh, to see that. So for those of you that are not following me on Instagram, please do so. Student.counselor.podcast. Shoot me a message there. I haven't been active in some time as I haven't had any new episodes, <laughs> but uh, I will I will be uh, starting that here again. So shoot me a message there. Let me know where you are in the program. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Ask me a question. Whatever. You want to just connect, make a new friend? Here I am. This is... This is uh, why that community is there. That's why that page is there. So shoot me a message there at student.counselor.podcast. And wow, how exciting is this, guys? It's 2024, and it's just amazing what's ahead for me, for my career, for the show. Just so many exciting things coming, and I can't wait to share that with you all. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about where I've been, right? You guys heard me talk about my wedding and my wedding and all the crazy things that I had going on in my life in 2023 that I must give you a little glimpse of how that was like, right? And what that was for me, what that meant for me. So, of course, I took a semester off from school. Luckily, I had finished all my lecture classes before my wedding. It was perfect timing, actually. I finished all my classes, took a break, and now practicum here is starting. And I couldn't have planned that better. And talking about plans, of course, that's something that I've discussed here in several different episodes, how I've had a plan, changed the plan, made another plan, changed it again. And that's the nature of us students, right? Or for those of you that have that flexibility, I've always encouraged you all to be flexible with your life, be flexible with your career, with your mental health, with all the other things that you need to do. If your school offers that flexibility, take it. And I am so glad that I did. It was not the first time I took a semester off. I did take a semester off uh, a year ago in 2022 when I was traveling to Brazil during you know, the fall semester of 2022 where I was doing some wedding planning. Uh, the World Cup was going to be on. And as a Brazilian, I wanted to watch and enjoy that as much as possible without having to <laughs> worry about assignments. So 
not the first time I took a semester off, but this time, right, fall 2023 was a special one. It was my wedding. What a great time off. So let's dive into that. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about my wedding, my long overdue wedding. I've been, um, as most of you know, I've been with my high school sweetheart for 12 plus years now. We've grown together. We, we've became adults together. And it's just so like beautiful to see how far along we've come in life, right? We bought a home. That was also something that happened recently. And I shared that in my page as well on Instagram. And we ended up moving <laughs> right before the wedding. Literally two, three weeks before the wedding is when we closed on the home. And uh, we had to move right before the wedding. It was better for us financially to do that instead of doing it after and having to pay rent for another month along with mortgage that was not going to be easy so we ended up choosing to move before so a lot has happened in 2023 a lot has happened in the fall break that i had here the break that i had from school uh the home purchase we actually started looking for a house in January. We didn't want to move right before the wedding. It was never our goal. We actually uh, purchased a house that was a new home. It was still, um, it's a new community. Every house here has been sold in the last year. And, and a lot of people are still moving into the part of the community where it's at, where it's located now. So yeah, we bought the home in January, but we had to wait for the house to be built. And they've originally promised us July, but as with most new home constructions, <laughs> there's always delay. And first it was a month, and it kept pushing. Eventually, we just prayed and prayed that it came that would it would come before the wedding, and it did. And it came three weeks before the wedding. Our life was already chaotic <laughs> with the wedding planning. Throwing a house in between made it even more crazy. So I am just so glad that I've planned my schooling around that and took the time off and didn't have any classes so I can fully focus on, one, closing the house, getting all the paperwork for it, getting all the, the money situated. I've, this, is my, this is our first home, so I've never had to deal with this before. Uh, it was all new to us. So, you know, getting home insurance, all this stuff, right? <laughs> Figuring out all of these things. So that along with then having to figure it out, moving, breaking our lease, planning a wedding or last things of the wedding in between making our bags to travel to Brazil because our wedding was in Brazil in between the mess of moving. It was crazy, crazy. At one point, guys, I think it was so crazy that it the crazy became normal to me. And that's like <laughs> one thing that I'm working through in therapy now is that like life is not as crazy right now. You know, adjusting to life after all of that craziness, wedding, housing, and all of this stuff, it's been interesting too. You, you it, Like I was in a distraction mode for like the last year doing so much right i don't even know how i kept up with this podcast and all the social media stuff that i did for it in between school in between you know the early stages of the wedding planning that took a lot out of us right we had to do a lot like man you want to plan a wedding outside of the country it's not easy <laughs> It's really not easy. Uh, and I was a very hands-on person with the wedding planning. Of course, my wife now is the one that had all the best taste and the one that did a lot of the design work because she is an, an architect. She is a designer. Um, she, of course, she did all of that. But a lot of the communication with vendors fell on my table because I work from home. It was just easier for me to deal with that and communicate and talk to people, make sure they get stuff done or send us stuff that we need and uh, adjustments for layouts or this isn't right. 
how can we fix it? All this stuff, like it was always on my plate. So it was a lot. I was surprised I was able to, again, keep up with that, with school, and still run a podcast. <laughs> and I did And I did that. And I did that for a good year. And I did that until July of 2023. And that's when I decided to like, you know what? I am not going to published or released any episodes right now july was like that's it you know that that episode and it was like episode 40 it felt like a good place to leave it off or to you know give it a break and that's what i did but here we are episode 41 and i'm just so glad to be back but uh we're getting ahead of ourselves here right let's talk a little bit more about my wedding and what that was like man best day of my life for sure, best day of my life so far, at least. We are both Brazilians. We've never put our Brazilian families, meaning our uncles and aunts and grandmother, all together in one place because we live in different parts of Brazil. We met here in America. We met in high school. But we've never were able to put both of our families together in one room, along with our friends, too. Not only friends from Brazil, but Friends from America, we had a lot of people from America that went to Brazil for our wedding. We never did that. And it was amazing. Just amazing. It was a beautiful wedding. We did a... <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, I've shared a post about it. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It was just absolutely beautiful. The venue, so beautiful. Um, all the design and the decorations that my fiance and I, I'm sorry, my fiance, woo, my wife and I, <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. All the decorations and all the work that we put in, it was, it definitely paid off. Everyone complimented us on the wedding and all the little details that we put into this wedding. The ceremony was beautiful. The guy that, I don't know how you say it in English. Sorry, this is a problem with a that you get with us foreigners. You know, you forget words in English sometimes. But anyways, the person that did the wedding, that shared our story with everyone in the front. And again, I cannot think of the word right now. But that person, amazing. The, the guy, you know, sent us a questionnaire of our stories, you know, asking us to tell him about our stories and we both had to complete this questionnaire individually without sharing it with each other so I've completed it in my own words she completed it my wife completed it in her own words she shared her experiences I shared mine and he put the story together like I couldn't even I can't even describe it to you it was just phenomenal he was able to really help those that didn't know our story in that in that amount of detail at least to really understand how we got there right especially us living in America being away from our families that long right we only have uh our immediate family here in America with us but being away from our you know families in general from that long and when you go see them you're not talking in detail about how we met, you, you know, you give the short story. This guy was able to really get people to understand how two Brazilians fell in love with each other in America and what that did to, to them individually and how they've come together as, as a partnership, as a team to be who they are today. It was just amazing. Hands down. The best part of the ceremony was the guy telling the story. He made me cry. He made me laugh. It was actually very funny a lot of the times. And yeah, everyone enjoyed that very much. The party itself now, moving on to that, it was also the greatest time of my life, right? Again, the, the whole day itself was the greatest time of my life. The, the party was so much fun. We had a live band. That mostly, of course, sing in Portuguese, but also in English. 
They also sing in Spanish. <laughs> and the band was so much fun. And I was like part of the band for a night. They gave me a microphone and man, game over. I, I, it's like I was part of the band. I, I singed so many songs with them on stage or going around the, you know, the, the crowd with the people singing and having people interact. That's just how I am. I love partying. So you give me a party that's made for me. It's my day. I'm going to shine. <laughs> and I did. And it was awesome. Um, outside of that, I, I also prepared a, a special moment for my wife. I actually sang her a song before it got crazy, before we got into the the crazy party. Right in the beginning, I, I sang her a song because actually we ended up getting together 12 years ago because I sang her a song. You know, before she said yes to going out with me, I sang her a song and long story short, she ended up saying, yes, let's do it. So I've been planning to sing her a song here for the last five years. <laughs> I think even more or even longer than that. I've been planning to, to sing her a song in the wedding and I did that and it was so awesome. And that was the only time that I sang a song that night that I was nervous because it was not the only time I sang, but the only time I was nervous. Because after that, it was just fun, fun, fun. And I singed a lot. It was a great time interacting with, you know, our family and friends. It was just so much fun. So the wedding was amazing. Best day of my life, hands down, will forever be remembered. So after the wedding, since we've had a lot of friends from America that went there for the wedding, we've decided to do what we called it <laughs> a friend's moon. So instead of going to our honeymoon first, we did a friend's moon. So we did a friend's trip and... 20 of us went to Rio de Janeiro, which is like the capital of tourism in Brazil. A lot of the times when people say, are you going to Brazil? They think of Rio de Janeiro. They think of the Christ of the Redeemer on top of the mountain there, right? One of the seven wonders of the world. And that's where we went. <laughs> it couldn't be more touristy than that. But uh, for many of our friends, it was their first time in Brazil. So it felt right. So We all went to Rio de Janeiro. We spent a week there. There's about 20 of us. Uh, people came in different times. Uh, they left in different times. But uh, all together, it was about like 18 people, I think, I would say. So it was awesome. Um, there was one day that we've like rented a, a boat for all of us, a catamaran. And just had a great time in the boat. It was just so much fun. We watched the soccer game, which is, again, if you're in Brazil, might as well watch a soccer game at the most famous stadium in the world. One of the most famous stadiums in the world, the Maracanã Stadium. So that was a lot of fun. And, of course, we saw the Christ of the Redeemer. Again, one of the seven wonders of the world. So another one off the list. Checked. <laughs> and a lot of other great things. And we were there for a week. And after that, our friends all left and went back to their lives, uh, to America. And then me and my wife went in our own honeymoon to a different place in Brazil, in northern Brazil, actually, to an island called Fernando de Noronha. So Fernando de Noronha, if you Google it, you're going to see that it's a tiny island that one of the beaches there has one as the best beach in the world for like eight times uh, by TripAdvisor. And man, they were not kidding. That beach was just phenomenal. Beautiful place. The whole island itself, the beaches are beautiful. Not just that one beach in particular. That one beach, of course, stands out from, <laughs> from most for many different reasons. Bad and good, actually. It's really hard to access the beach. But once you're there, you can see why it's so beautiful and why it has won that, you know, that award many times. Um, but itself, the journey that, that we've spent there, we spent a whole week there and everything that we did there in the island was awesome. We spent a lot of time, you know, by ourselves, doing things for ourselves. He had a, 
We had different tour guides that we did. We hired a photographer for a whole day. It was awesome. That was our honeymoon, and it came after our friend's moon. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. And then coming back to that, you know, it was basically we were off for three weeks at that point without working. So coming back to that was was hard. <laughs> it was difficult to get back in the routine again, to to go to work again. And then coming back, our house was still a little bit of a mess because we had just moved before the wedding. We Things weren't on its place yet. So there were still boxes to to open and things to put away. So it was a little bit chaotic as soon as we got back. But eventually, slowly, we we did what we needed to do. And our house is a little bit more tidy now. It got tidy by Thanksgiving because we decided to host Thanksgiving this year. So our, our families came here and we just kind of were obligated, or in a sense, in, in a good way, actually, we were obligated to, you know, get the house <laughs> in order and make it more cozy and more welcoming to to guests and for ourselves. So Thanksgiving did that, which was great. And uh, yeah, what a year. What a year. The last six months have been amazing. I definitely needed this time off. I couldn't have kept up with a podcast or even school for that matter in between all of this. I'm sure I could if I needed to. I know some programs are not as flexible. I've spoken to people online through my platform, through this platform, that have told me that their programs are not as flexible. So if I needed to do it, I'm sure I could have, but I am glad I didn't. I am glad I didn't need to do that. Moving on to the next topic here that I plan to discuss with you guys is basically what this year has in store for me. I am starting practicum and I am excited and nervous about it. Excited because I'm finally going to sit on a therapist's chair for the very first time. Yeah, I've been going to school and I've been imagining this future as a therapist for quite some time now. I knew I've wanted to do this since I decided to pursue a bachelor's in psychology. I knew I've wanted to do this for a long time. Starting a master's was a big step towards that direction. And sure, I this is a you know the experience itself through this program has brought me closer to feeling like a therapist, but actually sitting on a therapist's chair that's going to be the first time and that is exciting super exciting but again also a little nerve-wracking because it's normal it's totally normal anything that you're starting for the very first time or the anticipation leading up to it makes us nervous when doing something new for the very first time sometimes not even for the first time just doing something different or speaking to someone new or waiting for something to happen, those things tend to make some people nervous. It does to me. I get nervous every time I make a new episode with a guest and I'm sitting there waiting for the guest to join the call and that conversation just, you know, to, you know just the anticipation for the conversation to start and how that's going to flow. I get nervous with those. Right, sure, I'm a podcast host and that should come natural here after episode 40, but it doesn't. <laughs> I still get nervous and it doesn't matter who I'm speaking with. It, it could be a licensed professional or a student that's in the same level as me that showed me and spoke to me before how nervous they were going into the interview or into the episode, I still get nervous, you know, just waiting for it. So it's totally natural to, to feel this way. And, you know, starting practicum wouldn't be any different. You know, it, it is the first time I'm sitting on that chair. It is the first time I'm speaking to someone as a quote unquote therapist or student therapist, student counselor. <laughs> so 
it's totally normal. But again, super exciting. And I'll tell you about where I'm going to be working as a therapist. But uh, <laughs> I must tell you how I found my site and that experience and that process and how that went. Because, of course, it had to happen during this crazy year that I had. That was one of the other things that kept me busy all year long because I didn't leave to I didn't leave the, you know the search for last minute. I've been emailing and talking to people for the last year in my community trying to prep for this moment. One because as you've heard from other episodes, I've I had planned to start practicum um earlier in uh, in my uh in my schooling years here. I've planned to start then decided to change my plans and postpone that to fully focus on my wedding, give myself a break so I can then full, you know, start practicum and internship um, without a semester off in between. So I'm glad I did that. As you guys know, I've preached about, you know, flexibility and taking advantages of those flexibilities if your school offers it. But yet I still been talking to you know groups and therapists in my city for the last year i spoken to some people early on who were very welcoming and, and and spent some time speaking with me and some that wanted to learn more about what it entails to to bring on a student therapist you know groups that weren't too sure about how that works and what that looked like and here I am sitting in as a student, <laughs> not sure of myself sometimes, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, but it, it was definitely interesting. I, I've had some interviews. I've spoken with different groups. I've spoken with groups that later come to find out. I've, I didn't think it was the best fit for me, um, mostly because of the, the, the specialty itself. So I kind of maybe stopped pursuing them as hard as I was. So basically the groups that I were interested in, I would check in every other month, you know, say hello. Hey, just staying in touch. Just, you know, let you know this is my plan now. You know, when I was changing plans a lot, like, hey, I'm going to practicum now. And now, hey, I've actually changed my mind. I'm going to start practicum at this time. So I was, I was staying in touch with all the groups that I were that I was interested in. And eventually groups that I started not being as interested, I stopped checking, you know, stopped checking in, stopped sending them emails. Um, so that's just kind of happened naturally there. So, for example, I've spoke with a group that was a hospice group and initially they they shown interest from the get go. It was actually one of the first uh, groups that I spoke with and interviewed with like a year ago. Wouldn't say it was like a formal interview. It was more of like a chat on the phone. But uh, and eventually it didn't work out for that semester. They asked me to stay in touch, but I didn't feel like that's what I wanted. Or at least it w I wasn't going to put my full attention on it from the start. I wanted to see if I can find something else first. And... So I kind of lost touch with them. I've had other large community health centers in my area uh, where I had to do paperwork for the group. It was like an agreement of some sort between the school and the health organization. And this is something that they needed. I had to get the group in touch with my school and I was constantly checking in with them, constantly making sure if they had what they needed early on. So then when application came around and I was ready to actually choose a site, you know, I already had that in place, but, um, yeah, I did a lot for that group. And eventually I stopped checking in as well because I've, I had better luck elsewhere. So it was a, it was, it was a long process. And again, I will recommend, you know, depending on where you live, the, the options may be more limited and depending on the kind of specialty you want to get into or, you know, the kind of setting you want to get into, the options may be more limited. So I would say start your search early on, if possible, create connections, start sending some emails. 
If you need help on how I did it, reach out to me and be more than happy to give you some tips uh, on how I've you know, found some emails out there and how I communicated with people, what I wrote on my emails. I'll be happy to, to guide you through all of that. So feel free to reach out. Those of you that are in this process now of looking for a site. Um, so yeah, there is uh, a couple of groups that towards the end of the process, I was like, all right, it's, I'm very interested in these. I'm going to put more of my time and focus on these groups. Eventually it was just, uh, one or two. Eventually it was just one. Um, and then this one group, right. Um, <laughs> I'm going, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm trying to remember everything, how it happened to give you the, the best overview of, uh, of how the practical application was for me because it was actually kind of crazy. It had to, of course, open right in between my wedding. <laughs> so the practicum application open opens a month before, I'm sorry, a semester before. So I'm starting in January. I'm starting in the spring semester. So I apply in the fall and it stays open for one month. I have a one month window that the application is open for me to secure a site, secure a supervisor, submit all the documents, submit everything that is needed for my school and say, hey, I have found a site, I'm gonna start in January. I have one month to do all of that. And of course, that one month, the window <laughs> of that one month window opened on September 15th and it went until October 15th. My wedding was September 17th, <laughs> just two days after the application opened. So of course I was, my head was not thinking about application or paperwork or communicating with a site that I was not doing that. September 15th was actually my bachelor party, which I had a lot of fun with my groomsmen in Brazil. It was an amazing time, but I was not thinking about finding a site. But of course, leading up to it, I knew that this was a responsibility that I had. I knew that that was the date that it opened. I knew that eventually after the wedding was done in sometime in between my friend's moon and honeymoon, I was going to have to start reaching out to some of these groups that I was interested in to see who would get back to me, to see what they needed, to see if they wanted to interview me upon my return from Brazil. So I had to do that. And I started doing that again in my honeymoon. <laughs> Didn't do it in my friend's moon. So again, right after the wedding, September 17th, application opened on the 15th. September 17th was the wedding. Right after that, we spent a whole week in Rio with all of our friends that, that came from America, all the ones that wanted to join us in this quote-unquote friend's moon that we had. Um, I did not do anything related to school during that time neither. But when I got to my honeymoon, even though it was supposed to be my ro more romantic, more time between me and my wife, uh, I did have more time in my hands because, hey, she's showering, she's having her own time and, you know, doing what she needed to do. So I found myself with more time without friends to actually go sit down and open my laptop and do what I needed to do. So. That's what I did. I started reaching out to people in between my honeymoon and reaching out to the two groups that I basically had more hopes with to see what they needed it from me to get the, the ball rolling, to get the application process started, get the paperwork in for the school on time, interview them, of course, schedule an interview with the group to meet with them face to face because even though we've chatted throughout the years, we've never really... Uh, met in person. So that was, of course, the 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 main thing that I wanted to do first, the first thing I wanted to do. So reached out to, to these groups. I only heard from one. So it almost felt like destiny. I was destined to to go there and meet with these people. They were actually super nice. Um, they offered, you know, I explained to them, hey, I'm, I'm in my honeymoon right now. I'm out of the country. I'm going to be returning, you know, September 30th. 
I would love to meet with you as soon as possible upon my return because, you know, in October, you know, the, the deadline closes October 15th. So I don't have much time. I need to find a place soon. I need to find a group soon. And I'm hoping that we can meet as soon as possible if you guys have an opening. They were answering me quickly. They got back to me and we scheduled an interview. I kid you not. I got back on a Sunday. Sunday or Saturday, I forgot. I think it was Sunday, October 1st when I actually arrived at my home in Naples, Florida. You know, after traveling back from Brazil. I arrived Sunday, October 1st and I interviewed with these uh, with this group October 2nd, Monday. The very next day <laughs> after work. <laughs> so, yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> Just got back zero to 100 real quick from vacation to to life. <laughs> so after that interview with them and on the spot, I had such a good vibe from these uh, from these people that I met. Uh, I Of course, I was on a tight deadline and I needed to find a group soon but I guarantee you if I went in there and I did not like the the group or if it, I didn't like the people I didn't like my supervisor I would I, I don't think I will be the person that would just choose something just to choose something of course I know that sometimes these even bad experiences can lead to high rewards you can learn a lot from bad experiences so yeah may maybe I would have considered it depending on what the situation was but um you know, I've always been a person that, yeah, of course, I want to get things done. I want to check things off my list. But at the same time, I, I believe that things happen for a reason and they happen in the right time. So after I get through my anxious moments of like, I need to do this, I have to do this. Most of the time I get back to my other side of the, the other way that I think, which is like, hey, you know what? If it's meant to be, it's going to be. So eventually, again, if it was a horrible experience, like super bad, I hated these groups. Like, what am I doing? There's no way I can join them. If that was the kind of experience I had, I would have walked away and I wouldn't move forward. But based on the conversation I had with these folks, they explained to me what my schedule will look like and how I will be able to, you know, work after hours so I can continue to have my day job, which is what pays my bill. Because, of course, this is an unpaid internship. Uh, which is something, of course, I asked about, but it is unpaid. And uh, they explained my schedule. They told me I would work after hours, three days a week, and I love that. Uh, it's super close to my home. Um, when they explained what they did, I, I, I felt connected to it. And I'll tell you guys in a little bit here um, what specialty it is. Um, but anyways, I felt connected to it. I felt connected to my supervisor who interviewed me and who I was speaking with. I was like, I really feel like I can learn from this guy, connect with him. Like he seems like a really genuine, nice guy who like I think I can definitely learn from. Um, he explained to me how like, hey, here you're, you're going to get an experience where you're going to see your own clients and, you know, we're going to give you the key and you're going to walk in and you're going to make your own schedule, you know, schedule your own clients at your own time. Like, um, of course we're, we'll be here for supervision, but eventually like we will get there and you're going to be able to do group therapy and you're going to do other things. And he explained everything about my routine in practicum. And I was super excited about it. I felt connected to it. I was like, yeah, I feel good about this. So at the end they're like, Hey, uh, when are you planning to make a decision? <laughs> And I basically said, look, if you guys feel comfortable um, and you, you like me, I, I personally have a good feeling about you guys. I'm, I'm willing to move forward, um, you know, right now. So <laughs> ended up the, the day after. I, again, this is one day after I came back from Brazil from my from my wedding, from my trip. So on that very next day, I've I've already had secured a place. I told him like, hey, I, I have a good feeling about this. I've enjoyed meeting with you all. I think I will learn a lot here. I would love to move forward. From that day forward, we started doing all the paperwork. My supervisor was very accessible uh, via the phone. He would call me or text me and 
Uh, I would send him paperwork. You know, he sat down with me on the call on, on many multiple calls <laughs> saying, you know, going through the paperwork. So as he was signing it, if he had any questions, I was there to answer what he needed to fill out or things like that. Of course, he has done this in the past. He's, he's supervised people in the past, but every school is different. Papers are different. Agreements are different. So he, he had a lot of questions and I was helping him along the way. Of course, he's helping me and it was it was great so from that moment forward i was able to submit everything on a timely manner by october 15th which was again the deadline for me to secure a site and secure a supervisor and i did it yay <laughs> i did it it was crazy right after the wedding or i guess in between my my honeymoon right i had to do all of this stuff and that's what it takes that's what it takes sometimes for for you to uh, pursue this program you have to 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 yeah you need your personal life and there are things that are important to you of course but you you have to be responsible and know what is needed and when it's needed and try to get those you know try to get the stuff in and um create that you know follow that schedule that you created for yourself or a schedule that you're following for your school so yeah it worked out and I'm super excited. I'm going to be working at a substance abuse health center. Uh, it's not something I've, you know, I've, I didn't start my career as a therapist, like knowing or saying to myself, well, I really want to get into substance abuse. I, I didn't do that. I know there, I, I know people that because of their personal journeys or, or their life or we're in general, like they know going in, like I want to get into substance abuse. And I know that's even a, um, there's programs that's specialized and focused <laughs> in substance abuse. It was never what I've imagined my, you know, doing in, uh, in my very first practicum site, but all of that, changed when I took my substance abuse course. And here we go again, right? We talk about plan, change, plan. You can imagine your life a certain way and you can make plans to do your program in a specific way. But then oftentimes you change your plan and you make a new one. So even though I never imagined this, after I took my substance abuse course, which was one of my favorite courses, not because of the course itself and what we were learning, but the experience that I had outside the course and the assignments I had to do, and I have a whole episode about that. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. Of course, I can't remember from the top of my head which episode number that is, but um, it's definitely there. But again, the assignments is really what made me enjoy the class so much. One of the assignments we had to do was we had to uh, do a stop journal, which basically we had to pick a behavior or an, an action that we wish to start or stop. And we had to document ourselves stopping or starting that behavior. It could be like, hey, I want to start going to the gym three times a week and you're going to document that process, right? Or again, if you want to stop chewing gum or if you want to stop drinking or if you want to stop whatever to you know eating chocolate i chose to stop biting my nails and that's what i did that assignment on and that's what i journaled about throughout the 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 course and i actually was very successful at doing so even though it only lasted until my wedding <laughs> i was able to keep my nails until my wedding which is good at least you know it was good for the pictures uh, you know, people checking out my ring. It was good. I'll tell you after after the wedding, right in between honeymoon and having to find a site again, I started biting my nails again. So it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We're not perfect. I'm sure one day I can I can do uh, what I did for that class and I can stop biting my nails again in the right time, in the right moments. I, I'm not making this decision right now <laughs> on this podcast. But anyways. During that class, that was one of the assignments I've documented myself stopping the behavior of biting my nails, which I was successful in. I've made it last for quite a few months until my wedding. 
uh, which was it was awesome. And then the other assignment we had to do, we had to participate in, in like AAs or NA meetings, any kind of like substance abuse uh, meetings. And then we had to write a paper about it. And going to those meetings was like super eye opening, like just the vulnerability that people that shared their stories. You know, that, that like, that was so eye-opening. It was like, wow, like, this population, it's, this is, like, really cool. I, w- I would like to work here. Especially, like, again, if you go back to that episode, I don't mean to keep repeating the same thing here. So definitely check that episode out. But now that I'm remembering, it's kind of bringing those feelings back. And I remember that I went to a closed meeting accidentally because, you, you know, you have to go online and search for meetings in your area. I found a meeting that was like super close by at a church. I went to the meeting thinking it was an open meeting, but it was actually a closed meeting, meaning for people that have registered in substance abuse people only. I went to a closed meeting accidentally. When I got there, I realized that I was basically telling the the people in the group like, hey guys, sorry, I didn't notice that this was a closed meeting. You know, I told them that I was a student and I was there for uh, for observation purposes, and I was writing a paper, and I basically asked to leave, you know, or told them that I was leaving, and they said, no, please stay, like, that's okay, you can stay here, and that's totally fine, and that meeting, like, made me, it, it was the best meeting, for sure, for me, like, at least for what I've learned, right, because I had to go to another meeting afterwards, but I went to an open meeting, which was more of like a speaker kind of meeting where there's a person in the front, and then like it was in an auditorium kind of scenario where there's like, I don't know, I think there's like 20, 30 people there just listening to the speakers in the front and their stories, but this closed meeting was like a circle, and people were sharing one by one of their stories, and they read from the the the, the book and, you know, the the 12-step book, of um of substance abuse and it was just so amazing like the stories that i heard i was like wow this is crazy this is eye-opening for for sure and then i started thinking about like my life right and how substance abuse has played a role in my life and those around me i grew up in a family where my dad was an alcoholic he no longer drinks now which is amazing you know, like, <laughs> I'm just having flashbacks of my wedding now. My dad at the wedding, I, he made me buy him non-alcoholic beers. And, man, he was having fun. And there was one time the band member was like, oh, what are you drinking there? He's like, non-alcoholic beer. And it was like, it was so cool. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, he hasn't drank, but I grew up with a, an alcoholic dad. And that was one of the factors that I think definitely destroyed uh, their relationship you know my mom and 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 him and what got them to uh to the divorce I don't think it's a driving factor but definitely one of the driving factors that led to that my mom being a super religious person my dad was maybe on the opposite side of that in drinking a lot and the way he acted and behaved himself just didn't align with what my mom with what my mom was and who my mom was so kind of let there so I started thinking about my life after that course you know how substance abuse impacted me how it impacted the close ones around me the close people around me family members friends and I started like getting a good I started changing the way I viewed substance abuse so when I spoke with this group I I went into the interview a little bit more like on the edge like I wasn't too sure about it but again the the interaction with the supervisor him explaining to me what they do and me getting a good sense of of him being a good leader to teach me about this population to teach me to be a therapist it it definitely made that decision much easier so that's what I'm going to be doing that's what I'm starting here in January, and I'm super excited for it. Of course, nervous leading up to it, and the anticipation for it, but overall, super excited. And I would definitely be sharing a lot about my experience with you guys here. Of course, keeping confidentiality in place, but <laughs> that's gonna be interesting. Sharing, but not oversharing. But 
I'll learn my ways. I'll figure it out. I want to give you guys um, an idea of what that looks like for those that are just starting, you know, practicum. For those that are starting to look for a practicum site, like I want to give you guys that uh, my experience. So after all, this is the, the student counselor podcast and my journey is important. I, I want you guys to have, you know, an idea of what school is like for me and not just have guests speakers here and only have their experience be brought up to the light. So after all, again, I started this podcast thinking about sharing the student journey. And that's why I choose to bring on a lot of students as guests so they can talk about their journeys. Of course, we learn a lot from the licensed professionals that we've had in here. And I've always appreciate those conversations as well, because it helps me, it helps other students. I know it does. People reach out to me about it all the time. So we'll definitely continue doing those. But more episodes on my practical experience are coming soon. So stay tuned for that. And more guest episodes are coming soon as well. So stay tuned for that. So I guess we can wrap it up here. It's been a pleasure to reconnect with you all. It's been Again, a couple of months since I sat down to record my own episode like this, and I'm super happy to be back and excited for the year that's ahead and excited for the new episodes that I have coming for you guys. So stay tuned. I've recorded like six episodes with guest speakers. I have some cool and exciting episodes for those that are just starting their search for a graduate program. I spoke with two BA uh, bachelor degree students that are you know, soon to be starting their, their master's or starting the process of looking for a master program or a master's um, degree. I spoke with uh, those people recently and they shared a lot of good information. It was a good conversation that I definitely think can help a lot of the listeners that are in that part of their careers where they're just finishing their undergrads and you know hopefully soon starting a master's i spoke with current master's students as well and i've talked a lot about practicum had some feedback there and some tips so there's more of that coming soon as well so just stay tuned there's a lot of great content up ahead this year is going to be great it's hopefully my last year here for the program and excited to share that all with you guys here. Thank you so much for being part of my journey. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram, please do so. My Instagram name is students.counselor.podcast. And please share this podcast with another student. Share with someone in your program. Share with someone that you think may benefit from it. Share it along. I appreciate it. Connect with me on Instagram. Send me a message. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Happy 2024. Bye-bye.